Blog Talk Radio. back once again to Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell. Always a pleasure to be here and serve as host as we uh, get the opportunity to speak to many different people from the Viatorian community uh, across the country and really outside the country as well when we uh, have the opportunity to talk international. Today, we're going to focus on uh, someone who has spent some time in different aspects of uh, serving the Viatorian community throughout his career and took a very unique path as we welcome Father Greg Jones, uh, Michigan native, a member of the Viatorian community, now retired and uh, enjoying his time in Arizona, but still active. So, uh, Father Greg, first of all, thank you for being here today. I'm, I'm really anxious to talk to you, so I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Jim. It's good to talk with you as well. Thanks for the call. Um, a very interesting background. We've talked to so many people uh, who serve the Viatorian community, and, and the path they each of them has taken is unique. Um, let's go back to uh, to you as a young man. Did you come from a family that uh, was strong in its faith? Pretty much middle of the road. Uh, my grandparents were very strong. My mom was a convert who was very strong. But, but generally, you know, we went to Mass on Sundays. And uh, I had a couple of years of Catholic schooling, but principally uh, I was living in a lot of different places over the years. And, uh, there weren't Catholic schools available, uh, so I, uh, mm-hmm. I think, found a, a love for God later in life, maybe during my college years. And you know, I think that's one of the unique things about the story we'll hear from you today. And I know this has occurred with several of the other of the Viatorians that we've spoken to, but um, yeah, I believe you first professed your vows uh, at or near the age of, of forty. And I want to talk about that path. Early on in your life, you said you just mentioned college years. Did you did you feel a pull towards religious life early, and maybe just suppress that or not understand it, or did it really just come to you much later, and when you realized that is where you wanted to be? I grew up all over the world. My family is initially from Canada. Uh, I did go to University of Michigan, but I lived in Thailand, India, Korea, a number of places, and. Uh, someplace in high school read a book called The Keys of the Kingdom, which is uh, about a missionary in China. Kind of excited me about the idea of missions. And so for a long time, particularly in college, I was thinking about, well, probably it would be good for me to be a missionary. After college, I I went into a a Catholic volunteer program for the uh, Diocese of Kansas City, Missouri, and was exposed to very large mission community in Catholic Church called the Divine Word Mission. And uh, I got involved with them and through discernment came to understand that I would not survive in Ghana, West Africa or uh, Papua New Guinea. That You know, my idealism was great, but that really didn't work with the talents and the abilities that God had given me. Uh, so even before that, you know, coming to that realization, you mentioned reading the book and, and having the interest. What was it about the missionary life that you thought at that point would appeal to you? I think, and this is going to sound perhaps odd, but to, to be uh, a man for others, 
to love God and to show that love by by serving other people. I think that was the start of it there. To, to, you know, it's, it sounds odd because you don't think of a college kid as being other-centered. But uh, that was the pull for me, which is why after college I didn't you know, go and get the, the great job and that kind of stuff. Instead, I went and worked as, as volunteer for the bishop in the inner city in Kansas City. And, and tell me what that process led you to in terms of that volunteer time and um, what it exposed you to and what other opportunities it led you to. I served with a number of like-minded people. I lived in a house with a few other guys who also were there as volunteers. A lot of faith sharing and prayer and also encountering the uh, the difficulties of, of living in the inner city and working with people who uh, oftentimes are destitute. And, and was there a point in time then at which you decided to formalize that commitment to uh, to pursue um, a religious life um, as a vocation as opposed to just uh, the, and not to minimize, but as opposed to the, the volunteer type path you had taken? Right. Well, as I mentioned, I went with Divine Word Missions and uh, I joined that religious community. I worked in southwest Louisiana and then uh, in Mississippi a little bit. Got a real taste of what they call the home missions here in America, but also spent a lot of time interacting with with, uh, guys who lived in all the corners of the world. And that's really how I discerned that I couldn't live the life that, that they lived. You know, God gives us each special abilities and and he gives us talents and personalities and it takes someone really special to be in Jakarta or other places, Indonesia, East Timor. It it takes a very special kind of person and I I came to understand I wasn't that guy. Which which is a a valuable lesson to learn and and something that um, many of us you know, could, could easily grasp. Um, but what about just being open to, to, to hearing hearing God's call? You talked about evaluating your own abilities and skills and such, but um, was it hard for you to, to be listening, to, to understand that there was a call there? Not at all. I felt like there was something I needed to do. After I left Divine Word Missions, I continued going to... Uh, to school, at grad school in Chicago, and uh, earned a, a degree in uh, divinity and a degree in uh, theology because I knew that I, I loved God and wanted to know more about God and about serving God. Uh, at the same time, I was in my 30s, and uh, I developed a career in what they call behavioral medicine. I worked in uh, hospital uh, treatment programs for uh, mental illness and addictions and alcoholism. In your 30s, you kind of try to get a life, excel. You know, my, my peers were, you know, getting great jobs and great homes and relationships. And uh, I, I went along with that. You know, I got a great job. I had a great home, had a great home on Lakeshore Drive and, uh, you know, the right car. And really good life. But what happened to me was, there was something missing. I had everything that, that 
I was, you know, culture told me I needed, you know, a home, car, job, relationship, and I wasn't happy. There was something missing. And it was only when I surrendered to God, you know, my prayer life, that uh, I said, okay, I'll let go of all these things you've given me, and I'll come back and join a religious community. And uh, I'd known some some Viatorians from the Catholic Theological Union, and I had a really dear friend who was a member of the community. That was kind of the, the, the entrance, if you will, to the Viatorians. I met some men who uh, I held in such high esteem. The head of the uh, Catholic Theological Union at one point was a Viatorian named Jack Lanann. was a theologian, but he had the ability to, to make God pure and simple. And I admired that. We had another uh, great priest named Tom Langenfeld, who had been in Rome and just was kind and gentle and good and smart. And I admired him. I could I keep keep going on. There's a list some really great guys I met in the Viatorians who kind of inspired me and encouraged me to join with them. Uh, my my novice master, Father John Milton, used to say, "Throw your lot in," and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. really what he meant was, "Give your life to God through us." And that's what I did. And you know. It sounds so odd after all these years, but I love my life, and I love the things that God has given me to do. I've worked in so many different places doing so many different things. I uh, was a campus minister at a couple of universities. I worked at a cathedral in Las Vegas. I worked in parishes. I worked in a supermax prison uh, as a chaplain for people who were locked down 23 hours a day. I I could go on. There's just so many opportunities and so many places God has taken me. It's been a, a great journey, and I'm still still there, still going. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're, it, it's it's fascinating to hear, and and you uh, certainly explained some of the things there that I, I wanted to get into and talk about that Viatorian relationship as we continue our conversation with Father Greg Jones today. Um, were you surprised once you got into the Viatorian community that? You took such a uh, winding path that all the different um, opportunities that presented themselves and the different roles you played, because that does seem to be very much a consistent story with, with many of your peers in the community. One of the things that I really admired and liked about Viatorians was an openness to letting guys find their place. Some guys would be university professors, some guys would be parish ministers, some guys would be high school teachers. And, you know, I, as I said, I tried all of those things. And uh, I kind of was encouraged to find places that that I would fit where I could serve. Because, you know, when you read about the auditoriums, you know that what, how we understand ourselves is that we are, are called to serve, particularly those who don't account for much in the world. And just a minute or two left here before we have to let you go, but um, along the way, did you and do you still have the opportunity to share your experiences with young people who, who themselves are trying to find a path, and are you able to uh, have conversations and show them all that you went through and open opportunities for them? Yeah, actually, uh, that does happen. Uh parish that I work at here in Tucson 
we have some young folks I've been talking with, a couple of guys in particular who uh, are exploring where does God want to take them in their lives. And, you know, what I try to do is just be a listening ear. I, I remember from my own experience it was most helpful when guys would kind of listen to me and then maybe give me a little feedback in what they heard me saying. And I, I try to duplicate the for these, these people that I talk with. Well, it, uh, it certainly has been a, a fascinating journey, I'm sure, for you and certainly for us to, to listen to Father Greg Jones and appreciate your time to share with us a little bit today from Tucson. Um, very, uh, very influential and uh, informative discussion about the Viatorian community. And the Viatorian community proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated. Um, the community is comprised of professed brothers and priests and lay associates. We didn't get to talk about that role today. I know we want to do much more of that in the future. On behalf of the Viatorian community, I'm Jim Mitchell. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And as always, St. Viator, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus.